What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number two, or dos, of uh, Wrestling Talk Randoms presents Let's Talk About Wrestling. I always forgot the name of our show. I'm very professional here. Uh, we were just saying that in the pre-show fist fight. But anyway, uh, it's your boy, Hank. Hank312 on Twitter. Noel, a.k.a. Incidental Nerd. And our special guest this week is the marvelous one, Mr. Matt Nix. How's it going, everybody? What's up, bud? Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for... Tacos. For sure. And D-Ray, I, I know you, you want to know. Yes, we, we haven't eaten the tacos yet. We're eating them now. So if we sound like slobs, you're welcome. Absolutely. Um, and compliments of uh, La Conchinita. Conchinita. Uh, yes. That's, that, I think that, that's that, that one, too. That one, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they are located uh, near Irving and Central, and uh, I cannot recommend them uh, highly enough. I think they're pretty good. They're good stuff. They make their own uh, tortillas, and uh, everything is really tasty. Unofficial sponsors of the show? Unofficial. I knew a girl named Tortilla back in the... No, I'm just, <laughs> I think that's racist. I don't know. Anyway. I saved the Badger's life today. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. No, but like I said, we have uh, Mr. Matt Nix. Um, if you're anywhere near the Chicago independent scene, you know exactly who the man is. Uh, marvelous Matt Nix in the ring. And uh, freelance wrestling promoter, owner. Yeah. Slash promoter, right? Is that yeah. the technical title? Uh, yeah, I guess I wear multiple hats there, so. Right on. Owner, promoter, producer, wrestler. All around um, guy. Yeah, I do I do it all. <laughs> right on. Well, all of the above. Let's, uh, let's jump right into it, man. Um, you know, obviously a, a question we like to ask people is, how'd you get started in the business? Like, what, is this something that you always loved even from growing up? Or is that just something that one day you're like, you know, it looks pretty dope, like I want to try it? Well, I mean, growing up, I was always a big wrestling fan, you know, as, as for a lot of people in the business. Um, I always say, like, I, I think about, like, my earliest memories of wrestling. Yeah. And I really could not, like, pinpoint exactly when I started wrestling, watching wrestling or when I became a fan of it. But I really think that my earliest memory of watching wrestling was watching, like, uh, Halloween Havoc 97. The Eddie, the Eddie Ray Cruiserweight uh, title versus mask match. That's a hell of a match. This is my favorite <laughs> match of all time. And because um, my cousin at the time, well, at the time, but <laughs> at the time, at the time he watched wrestling. Right. And, I hate him now. He's not my cousin anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, no. Uh, and I remember he uh, he let me borrow like his, he we would order the pay-per-views and he would tape them. Right. And then he would let me borrow the tapes. So mm. I, I borrowed the tape. He's like, you, you know, I know you've watched this, and I know you like it. And then uh, I remember the first time just seeing Rey Mysterio, and I was like, whoa, this dude looks like a Power Ranger. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, if you remember that match, he wore the full purple <coughs> suit. And I just was like, oh, he's like a purple Power Ranger. And Man, that like, explains so much. It's crazy. So, so much foreshadowing with the purple. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> no, no, but for real, I, I get that. Eddie Guerrero, one of my all-time favorites. He's mm-hmm. maybe one, probably number two right behind Dusty Rhodes for me. I just love Dusty. Yeah, Eddie's honestly one of the best who's ever laced up a pair of boots. No doubt about it. Certainly. And, and anyone anyone who knows wrestling will tell you, like, well-respected people in the business will tell you that. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I always grew up loving it and, and you know, watching it. And it's funny, like, uh, I, I would tell, like, teachers and stuff, it, it, they'd be like, oh, what do you, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I'd be like, oh, I don't, it's not, like, what I want to do, it's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to be a wrestler, and you know, oh, like, no, it's awesome. teachers are always like, "Oh, that's that's a fun like <laughs> dream." Oh, good or, for you, honey. Yeah, good for you. And it's funny because like, uh, like 
when I, even when I started wrestling, uh, I, I worked as a custodian for the school district that I uh, went to school for, and okay. like my, my mom is a administrator in that school district, and my dad is on the school board. Oh, wow. So like I, I still am in, in, in continuous contact with a lot of teachers that I had growing up. Nice. And uh, and they're all just like, oh, you did what you said you were gonna do. Good for you. Like, um, but I mean, as as far as how I got started in wrestling, um, a lot of people like that that are in wrestling and they grew up as fans of it, obviously, would, you know, mess around with their friends. Right. And, and just like that, me and my friends growing up, we did uh, backyard wrestling. I was about to say, you were definitely a backyard oh, wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, our little our little group, as you, if you couldn't tell, our little group growing up was, uh, it was like me, Chris Castro, Craig Mitchell, Kenny Sutra, Alex Olson. Mm-hmm. That was our little, our, our little group. Right on. Even Stevie Fierce, but he'll probably kill me for, <laughs> for mentioning that. Um, we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. No. But uh, so we did that for like years. I think we started. I started. I started doing it in, in 2005. <clears throat> nice. And I was like, I was 15 years old, and I know the the Craig and Castro were doing it too, but I didn't meet them until 2008. Okay. And then, um, you know, we did it like. And it, what's crazy is like we did like we did backyard wrestling how you would think like oh backyard wrestling of course like kids messing around but then we also like you know we all posted on this like internet forum and like we connected with you know kids that were doing it in all all parts of the world and uh, we would uh, we would travel to other people's backyards oh, kidding. and we would do super like like we call they call them super shows but it would be like uh, somebody would be like hey like in Pittsburgh I'm doing a show this day like. Who wants to come? And we'd all like RSVP, and then like they'd book a card, and we'd all go, and we'd wrestle there. That's awesome. And we would meet like you know all the kids from like Louisville would come up, and other kids from New York would come down, and we would come over there, and and um, you know we made I made a lot of like lifelong friends from doing that. Right. And so we you know we would travel like, <clears throat> to like Pittsburgh, Indiana, <laughs> Ohio, uh, St. Louis, like just all over all over the place, and. Uh, you know, we were like working the indies, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. Before that's a bit rare. Right. You were working your backyard territories. In a, yeah, in a way. It <laughs> that's was. dope, man. And uh, at a certain point, um, like, I, and I, I ran my own shows too in Chicago, okay. like foreshadowing my life. You know. Right, right. Um, Do you guys have a federation name or like what? You know what? Here's a funny thing about that. Uh, the first name that we had for our company yeah. was AAW. Come on. All American Wrestling. Nice. Legitimately the exact same name that AAW is No about. shit. And we actually predate them. Or we, we predated them by, by a month. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and but then I, as we got old, a little bit older, like I was like, oh, I don't want like people confusing us. Of like, course. I don't want like people to be like, oh, like and get mad. I was like, oh, I just don't want people to get mad. Right, right. So I changed the name, and then we were just BWA. It was the Bridgeview Wrestling Association, which is the town that I grew up in. Nice. Okay. The main streets of Bridgeview. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, so we like I would host our own events too, and you know we uh, would rent a ring. Nice. Enter Hardcore Harry, a girl, <laughs> as seen him on independent mm-hmm. shows. He he would uh, rent his ring to us, and he's actually the guy who taught me how to run the ropes and how to take a bump the first time because he's like, 
all right, if you're going to be in my ring, I'm going to, you know, teach you how to do it right so you don't kill yourselves. Wow. And, um, and then shortly after that, when I graduated high school, I, I, uh, I was like, okay, I know I want to do, I know I wanted to, to wrestle. I was like doing what we were doing as far as backyard wrestling. I was like, this is cool. This is a lot of fun, but this is not what I wanted out of my life. I was like, this is just something that's happening. Right. And I was like, I know I need to take the next step and find a, a school and, and train. So I, uh, I hopped on the good old Chicago <laughs> pro wrestling message boards, um, which I think is still around. But uh, I, be- I believe that's I heard like two months ago. People were talking about it. it's still around. Yeah, it's, it's very toxic environment. But yes, I was about to say it's still a shit show from what I hear. Uh, but uh, anyway, I, I posted on there and I was just like, "Hey, like, where's a good place to train?" And then the floodgates opened. It was just everybody kind of like pitching their schools here and there. And of here course, and there. I was gonna say everyone's like, "Hey, come on, me kid." Yeah, and then. Um, some guy, like, this guy messages me, and he's like, hey, if you're very serious about training, give me a call. Mm. So I'm like, what the hell? So I call this guy, and he's like, all right, like, you know, here's here's where the training is. This is, you know, this is the time and day, you know, like, meet me here mm. on this day, and, like, I'll introduce you to the trainer. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> I, like looking back at it now, it sounds shady as Right, well. right. And, uh... So we just went. We hopped in the car, like the, our whole crew, and uh, we show up. And it's it was pretty much at like North Avenue and Narragansett, like in yeah. uh, I think that's Oak, Oak Park here. Austin. Austin is mm-hmm. the neighborhood. Uh, North Narragansett. No, it's still Oak Park. Yeah, you're right. So we uh, anyway, yeah. We pull up there. It is. It was just north of uh, of north of North on Narragansett, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like the address. The GPS took us to this like like a warehouse district where there was just like all bunch of like trucks parked back there yep. and I was like I don't know if this is right guys it's so the like, old Zenith factory we kind of pull we pull in very slow and we go all the way to the back um and it's like really dark and like there's you know light posts like sporadically and like there's just a bunch <laughs> of trucks and then I was like I don't know about what could this. go wrong <laughs> and then we just see this guy standing out there we all get out of the car and I was like oh man this, is, this doesn't seem easy like, alright follow me and How old are you guys at this point? Uh, this was actually the first day. That first day of training was on my nineteenth birthday. Okay. Okay. So I had just turned nineteen. Um, so we follow him up these steps into this warehouse, and we're like, we're all like looking at each other, like, oh man, like, this is gonna be. Cool. <laughs> and then and then we just hear, bam! And I was like, okay, okay, we hear we can hear the ring. We're like, okay, this is right. And um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like the old company in Chicago, War. No, not too much. No, it was a, it was, they ran shows out of that building there okay. where we where we trained. It was there, and uh, so we walk in and there's like a lobby where there's a whole nice. bunch of like old wrestling pictures and eight by tens and like magazine covers all over the walls nice. and stuff. And it was really cool. And then we walk through to the back and it's just like a big warehouse where there's a just a twenty by twenty old <laughs> WCW or WWF ring. Nice. And uh, that's where I met my trainer, uh, Superstar Steve Boz. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, and, and the guy that, that brought us there, he was a guy who, who used to wrestle in the Chicago area, and his wrestling name was the Galactic Grappler. Okay. And uh, he did, like, a Lucha Spaceman gimmick, but... Uh, so we met him that day, and we're just like, hey, like, we want to train. He's like, all right, it's, you know, it costs this much. Give you, uh, you guys just sit and watch today, and if it's something that you want to do, you know, come back next week, and we'll, we'll try you out. And, and we just started going every week, and, we you know, we trained there, and... We started started wrestling with uh, 
CSW was our okay. was our first home home base, and uh, and then I just kind of like s- took off from there, I guess, or nice. for for the most part. Good for you, man. Nice. I mean, so obviously it was a it was a grind. You've been grinding away. Yeah, for for I've been wrestling now for it was eight years in March. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. And uh, you know, I've been involved with a lot of different companies and like you know avenues of success and, and failure but uh you know i was involved with uh resistance pro when they first yeah. started up with billy corgan and them and right. right we were you know in being filmed for like a reality show that was going to happen and that almost well, happened they were on uh, i remember in channel 26 for a while weren't they running at yeah, WCIU? They, yeah they had the Early morning TV right. show. Oh yeah, the, kind of that old ECW time slot. Yeah, yeah. And two, three in the morning time slot. Which, uh, which actually, I don't know if you guys knew that um, in 20, 2014 or twenty fifteen, for like the summer, we had a freelance TV show on WCIU two. Oh, okay. And that, and that pretty much that same time slot. <clears throat> nice. That, that's um, awesome. Which you know, for for a time slot like that, you know, that's that's one of those like pay to play kind of things. So for sure, you basically buy your time slot. But we were able to get, um, and this was like right when I had started working for Pro Wrestling Tees. Okay. I got, I got Pro Wrestling Tees to sponsor the the time slot. So nice. They uh, it, the the format was like a thirty minute time slot. So it was basically intro bumper with like we had Nick Hausman and uh, Mark Maxwell, uh, Maxwell Bombach mm-hmm. uh, as the um, you know, introducers. Right. They talked. It would be uh, the Pro Wrestling Tees commercial, which is hilarious. If you <laughs> just find it on YouTube, it's great. Um, <laughs> it's and then it would, we would play like a full match, then the commercial again, and then the end bumper. And that was that was our like format for the for the show. And it aired for like a whole summer. It was it was cool. Half like, hour slot or hour slot? Uh, thirty minute slot. Okay. So it was a quick like getting it out thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I gotta see if we still have like the files for that. I think Jack, uh, my, my buddy Jack, might still have the uh, the files. And it would be something fun to put out as like for a DVD. Sure. Like that would be cool. the freelance TV show. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Even for the five year anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> so so we we know we know where you got your start. How do you go from being independent wrestler to independent promoter? <laughs> um, well. I mean, it's it's kind of a funny story. So, I think uh, so. Freelance started in like twenty fourteen, um, and it was about that time that I was like, man, I really hate wrestling. I think they, like it was just like, like the politics and just like the the BS and that. I was just like, this is not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like ready to quit. And was talking to my friends. And I was like, Dude, we were, we, funny enough, we were talking about like. The back air wrestling days and how much how much fun it was right. and like and I was like man you know what I want to do I was like I want I kind of want to just run my own show just to like have fun and like be this cool thing we can do and then like you know whatever right and and that's kind of what we did is like you know I, I I a lot of the people on the first show were just like a bunch of my friends and people that I liked and um, and we just threw we threw it together and I like I, I went out and. And I did a lot of the, I, I did all the promotion on my own, basically. I, I printed out flyers, and I I would drive around each, like, all the different bar, like, okay. bar areas in the, in the city, and I would walk up and down the streets and hang up flyers on poles, nice. put them up in, in uh, restaurants and, like, in businesses and stuff, and just pretty much anywhere I could. And, and uh, 
and then just like we had our first show and like we had a pretty decent turnout for like a first show it was, it was probably under 100 people but like they were like they showed up they like they were super loud for everything and it was just a really cool environment yeah at the abbey pub mm-hmm. uh rest in peace yes. <laughs> yeah for real yeah. um and uh and yeah like so like the first one was like really it was really fun and really cool and and then i was just like oh maybe maybe we'll do another one so like we did a second show in, in the how long between the first and the second show uh so at the time for like i think the first two years we did bi-monthly Okay. So it was every, That's every other one. Pretty impressive, still. Yeah. yeah, it was it was hard, like because I didn't have any money, so it was, course, it was yeah. all a, a lot of pocket. And, and then the second show we had, like I did the same thing, you know, for, like walking around promoting and stuff, and um, you know, our, our the crowd was like doubled, and <laughs> you know, I was like, and then we did another one, and then the crowd was bigger again, and That's awesome. And then I was just like, oh man, this is becoming like a thing. I was like, damn, we're gonna have to keep doing it now. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it just kind of like grew from there. And like, uh, and I had uh, my, my friend Jack Edinger was, um, I met him when I was working for Resistance Pro. Okay. And uh, he, was, he was the guy that would shoot the shows and edit them. And it was, he's a fantastic videographer. And uh, I was like, hey, like I'm doing this thing. Like, would you want to like come shoot it? Because I knew how good his like cameras were and stuff. Yeah. Like, Dude. And he was like, yeah. He's like, I would love to. He's like, but like I kind of, he's like, I would love to like, you know, help like book the shows and like run it. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Right. So like he was my, my partner for like forever, and uh, you know we we, we co ran the sh- the shows and like we co booked it and he would shoot the shows and like and do very good like music videos and stuff and really cool stuff. That and a lot of that that early stuff that he did like his his production is is what helped people take notice of what freelance is. That's know? awesome. And, and it was, it's really crazy because everyone's like, man, like, how did you, like, do this? How did you, like, come, like, how did this happen? Like, what are your secrets? I've had, <laughs> I've, I've had other promoters come and ask me, like, what are you doing, like, that we could do? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing. Right. I've kind of learned a little bit, like, as, as, as time has gone on. But, like, it really, I, I, I tell them, I was like, it really is just luck. Like, it really was just, like, the right place at the right time, the right crowd, uh, the right people around me, the right, you know, people on yeah. the roster. It just, yeah. like, everything just kind of, like, happened, you know, by chance. And, you know, I would say, like, it's 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 hard to just plan. It's hard to plan for something like that, you know? When things when things just take off and people... Yeah. Like, you, you kind of created a perfect storm. Essentially, yeah. It, it's, it's hard to, like... Create, it's hard to intentionally create something that people will be invested in like that. And, yeah. you know, it just you just take what you have and you, you run with it. That's what we did. No, it's, it's been pretty amazing, man, which, which uh, you know, I think I've been going now two years, maybe two and a half, if that. Like, I started coming around towards the end of uh, Ali's second to last match. Okay. That's when I started coming around on a consistent basis. And it was, I had maybe checked out one or two shows beforehand. It's like... I love the crowd, man. I love the energy. Not not because we're in the crowd, you know. That that's what, <laughs> that's before you know all that. Like, not counting us, like just the energy, you know, right, like, that right. you guys produce. Uh, it was, it's definitely dope. It's like such a different feel, um, you know. Because obviously there's other shows in town, but um, yeah. you know, I don't want to say guilty, but you know, I used to. Well, we used to go to. I mean, AEW religiously right. every month. Yeah, you know, wouldn't miss it, um, but. You know, things kind of changed and got a little stagnant. Not 
talking crap by no means because definitely respect to everyone who does who does this you know but um just found something a little different in you guys and you know we've you know now you say freelance is home man we're there all the time like yeah that shirt's no lie like <laughs> honestly it isn't it's funny too like so i'll give credit where credit's due on, on, on where that came from uh so it comes from stevie actually oh yeah because so stevie <laughs> he's uh he's an interesting fellow you guys can pretty much yeah. agree with me on that yeah and sure. uh he just he says certain things sometimes that i just like i find funny and, and whatever but um a thing that he he does all the time is if he, he'll say like something is home is like he means it as like oh i love it like that's right. like i love it so much or it's like the best thing and he would, he would say it all the time he'd be like oh like this like like these tacos are home like <laughs> just like weird like weird shit that like was that. his thing yeah, yeah and um he's like we were just talking we were texting back and forth one day and he and he said something about like he said something like yeah he's like yeah freelance is home and i was like damn i really like that like, <laughs> and i just like i'm gonna use that and he's like all right go for it and like nice you know, we, we did the show. We named the show up uh, after that, and I made those shirts like just like p- pretty much like for the show. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, these will be cool shirts too. And like, I didn't think people would. I I, I figured people would buy them, but I didn't know it would like, you know, it connect. I mean, I, I realize a lot of people are like have that connection with freelance. Absolutely. Now, like, and it, yeah. it means a lot to people. It means for a lot sure. to me. It means no, a lot I mean, to me. no, it's 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 absolutely true. I mean, as soon as as soon as uh, I walk in to uh, what we finally called the local square auditorium man. <laughs> um <laughs> uh no it is it's like it's it's just like home and it's coming home to like to family it, it it's just that kind of environment for sure it's uh it, it's it's uh man freelance is home i guess that's what you can really say <laughs> uh shout out to stevie on that but uh so how how's that fine line of between uh you know business and friendship because obviously so you came up with uh, your boys you know, wrestling, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you do this, it, you know, was there, were there some that, you know, quote unquote, didn't make it that, you know, that you don't book on shows or just haven't been booked in a while? Or how, how does that work for you? Like, um, or do you just say, hey, you're my boy, been there from the beginning, you're on the show no matter what? Well, I mean, a couple of them, I mean, they're pretty much, they're, they're all still there. I okay. Mean, there's, there's no one. True. Either. I mean, yeah, you've mentioned a lot of the guys. Some of them, like, I, not all of them are on every show, but, right. like, you know, I try, to, I try to throw them a bone, you know, not, not that they don't deserve to be there, but, like. No, I get it. You know, I, I want to help them out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been hard because, like, you know, being, being, being one of the boys, so to speak, and then like being like the boss. Right. I've I've I was talking to, to Stevie about this recently. I was I've recently like come to the realization that I I I'm kind of no longer one of the boys in the sense of like once you become the boss. Right. Then like. It's a have, different dynamic. You have you have to make certain decisions that not, not everyone's going to agree with, and you know it. It's just that's the way it is though. It's it's business, you know. I've, right. There's certain people that I was like. I wouldn't say close with, but closer with. Right. That, like, you know, maybe I booked a couple times and then, like, stopped using them. Yeah. And then, like, then I hear that they're, like, talking shit about me all the time. I'm like, okay, like, I see how it is. Like, right. You know, it's just, you see through it. Like, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of that in, in wrestling, you know, fake, yep. fake friends and, like, just people that are, like, you know, using you to get ahead. And, They'll use you until they have no more use for mm-hmm. you. And that sucks. And I feel bad because, like, it, a lot of them are people that I actually, like, liked. And right. it's, like, it's not that I, it's, it's not even that I don't think they're a good wrestler. I, some, some of them I think that they're great, 
I just like I just can't I can't book everyone. Like, no, of course not. Yeah. So many spots in the show. Of course, and, and you guys are growing. You guys, you know, you guys are getting bigger names. Mm-hmm. And once again, no disrespect to you know whoever you may not consider a big name, but you know, you guys are bringing in people from like all over the place, man. You know, you just had PCO, have Joey mm-hmm. Ryan. I mean, those are very very big names. You know, and yeah. it's awesome. And it's and it's great because it, it <clears throat> like people those kind of people being on the shows help our guys get better. Yeah, they help you know, and they help bring more eyes on our product and so which, yeah. which in turn helps everybody and oh, of course yeah i uh i actually like because I, I i think about from your standpoint i'm just like i i think if i'm if i'm a promoter and i'm also a wrestler it's really hard there's got to be the temptation of being like well i'm gonna be the champ and like and like for, for instance your your, your uh, four-year anniversary show and you drop the titles and like I turned to Henry and I was like, "Dude, it's like his celebration, and he dropped the titles." But <laughs> like, well, it was funny because like when, when, uh, when we, uh, you know, not to pull back the curtain too much, but like yeah. we, when we, when I finally decided that like, I was like, okay, like because I, I had said from the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm never gonna like, you know, make myself a main guy or like, you know, a champion or anything like that. I'm just gonna, I, and I know my place. You know, I realize that I'm not, you know the best wrestler in the world or anything like that. You know, I'm just, I'm another cog in the machine. Right. As far as, like, the show goes. I, I know who the, who the crowds, like, the, who the people come to see. Right. I know who are the favorite people there. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be selfish and take that away from them. Right? Of course. And, uh, or force myself down people's throats. Um, <laughs> Why won't you love me? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I totally get that. And, you know, that's respectable. Um, there aren't any wrestling federations or promotions that do that kind of thing. No. Never. <laughs> but uh, it took, it took a while. Like, it was funny because... You know, tagging with Castro, you know, we became pretty popular, and yeah. and and, uh, and I, I, by the time we won them, I was like, I was like, oh man, like, was, I asked a lot of people, you know, I asked a lot of like veteran guys that were on, we have on the roster. I was like, would it, I was like, would it be selfish of me to, to, to do this? And I was like, I kind of feel bad for Castro because he's kind of like being not dragged down, but like, you know, I'm I'm unfair, unfairly punishing him, right? Because of how I feel about myself, you know, right. and then a lot of people were just like. Dude, do whatever you want. It's your show. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought, like, you don't think people will care? Like, even if they, he's like, even if they do, that's one, you know? Right. Like, oh, well, all right, cool. And, and then, like, we did it, and people poke fun. And especially, like, I don't know if you saw the Windy City Live interview. Yes, I did. I was going to bring guy, that up. The guy called me out on it, and I was just like, I, I, he got me and caught me completely off guard. Dude, I was, like, I was, I was watching. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, I can't believe that happened. And, they, they, like I think you were speechless, but then they just like turned away. Yeah, it's so funny because my mom was so mad. She's like, "How dare he ask you that? That's not fair." Of course, my mom comes like, up, and I'm like, "No, I thought it was funny." Like it, it, he like he called me out on it. I was like, hey, you "Right, point there." Like from the outside perspective. Oh, of like, course, the outside perspective, one hundred percent. That'd be like, man, the nepotism. But, yeah. Um, no, no, but that that was a uh, that was that was a uh, an awesome run, man. You guys definitely did your thing. You know, like, like I said, you know, there's, everyone has their favorites, but, you know, you guys definitely find your niche in that and, you know, definitely yeah. bring an energy to the crowd and all that, so. And I wouldn't sell yourself short. You're, you're not just a cock. <laughs> like, dude, you put on some great matches. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. So, you just had your, your uh, four-year freelance anniversary. Yeah. Congratulations. Who, who knew we'd last that long? How about it? So, what's next for freelance? Where, where, where are the next four years go? Oh, I don't, you know, it's, um... Like yeah. how how do you how do you grow? My so I, I was talking about this recently actually about um, 
the the way I want to like at least like expand, like you know, not expand like in the sense of like get too like bigger, but like right, right. But uh, I want to expand our reach more so, and I think I want to focus more energy on like instead of like trying to be like you know we're the top indie wrestling company, right? Because that's cool, but like I feel like that limits your your reach to this bubble of people that are like like wrestling fans that right. I think are gonna come no matter what. Like we yeah. have like everybody like everybody who's a fan of wrestling in Chicago will go to everything. Of course, they love the, the people that love wrestling will go watch wrestling. Yeah, and you know you're and especially if your your reach is like the best indie wrestling company, then that's like who you're reaching. But I, I would like to try to market freelance more as like more than just a wrestling company but like as a like like nightlife entertainment alternative in Chicago yeah. that like people that are just like almost almost in, in, in the similar sense of how PWG became in, in LA okay. it's like you know not, not necessarily I want you know saying like, oh we should get celebrities to come to our show but just for it to be like you know couple A is going out for a night and they're like man what should we do yo we should go see that freelance show like right. I, heard, I heard that's pretty cool like I heard like my, my friend went and saw that and he said he had a good time let's right. go like that you know I want it to be something where it's like you know you, you go you know you go out drinking at Wrigleyville you go see you know a show at the Chicago Theater yeah you go see freelance wrestling that's like, yeah. that's what I want it to be in Chicago is like something like that I could definitely see you you know you guys definitely heading that way uh, I've, I've I've told people before like it's and I was never in the scene but I imagine that's how it was it's got a very like punk rock feel to it you know mm-hmm. uh, just the energy of the crowd it's just different crowds than what you see at other shows um, it's for for lack of a better term it was very uh, undergroundish grungy uh, especially when it used to be at the bottom line yeah I missed the bottom line yeah that, 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 was, a, that was a pretty dope venue but uh, you know you guys are definitely growing man I mean you're expanding the different companies you do business with. I mean, obviously, I've seen you've been... The next show, uh, What Hot American Summer? What, what Hot American Super Show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about the movie, or what was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Hot American Super Show. But, yeah, you guys got, what, four or five different uh, companies being represented there? Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. We got, uh, well, Freelance, Freelance Underground. Of course. Uh, Galley Lucha Libre is also Chicago. Nice. Uh, Hood Slam out of Oakland, California. Yeah. Super Kick Wrestling from Toronto, Canada. Nice. And uh, is GCW involved? GCW is is involved. We have uh, Marcus Crane representing GCW. Excuse me uh, on the show as well. So and GPA for representing himself. Right, obviously. Yeah, GPA himself. <laughs> obviously. No, that, that's what's up, man. Good for you guys, and that's definitely a way to uh, to like you said. To, grow it and expand that reach because a lot of people are definitely going to see it. So, um, another thing I wanted to ask you was somebody had started this thread on Twitter about, like, your worst experiences with promoters. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, but you you had responded that a booker or promoter asked you to dress like a terrorist? (laughs) How how did that go? Okay, um... So, and how close to 9-11 was this? Well, no, that's uh, a long time ago. Yeah, it was, Go ahead. it was a while. Uh, so, I, I mean, I guess people, more people, I, I wasn't really offended when it happened. I was just kind of like, ah, all right. Like, <laughs> Throwing them back a bit? Um, so, it was when I first started training. Okay. We were coming up with, like, uh, I remember one day in training, we were coming up with, like, oh, let's, let's do characters or whatever. And uh, not that I have a character now. I mean, I kind of do now with the purple jacket. But, right, right. Um... 
but for the longest time, I was just Matt Nix, the guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were like, everyone was going around, and I was, and I was just like, you know, my trainer asked, he's like, oh, so what, like, what, do you, what name do you want to use for wrestling? And I was like, I was thinking Matt Nix, which is also the, the name I used when I was in Beckett Wrestling, too. Nice. Um, and he's just like, hmm, I don't like it. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, he's like, you should do a terrorist gimmick. He's like, I think you look like a terrorist. Wow. And I was just like, oh. thank you. Because I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm Hispanic, but like, I do, like, I, I know I look like I'm Middle Eastern. Like, okay. It's kind of hard not to notice that. Um, and it's funny that, like, I was like, well, I already got, like, gear made with, like, my name on it. And he's just like, oh, I guess you're stuck with that then. You're stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, wow. And uh, so then, like, they would always, like, push it, push it, push it, and there was, uh, at, uh, back, in the, back in that time, uh, CSW would do shows, so like most of their shows they would do in Chicago, like at yeah. uh, Gear and Prep High School, mm-hmm. and then um, they would do CSW Southland shows in Lockport. Fun fact, I graduated from Garen on Holy Cross. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I met Daniel Bryan in a CSW show, he still owes me 10 bucks. Dude, you, you want to know who got, who got him booked on that show? Was it you? Was it, well, Come on. Not that I got him booked. I get you, but... But um, when he got released, I go to my to, to Paz, and, and, the, and the guy who other guy who booked the shows, I was like, yo, this guy's going to be on the indies again. You need to bring him in. I was yeah. like, he's going to be hot. Like, he's literally... He was, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of ever. Of course. Like, I, I'm, you know, I, my uh, original... Like, a lot of my gear that I had was maroon okay. because of him. Like, okay, nice, was, like, nice. my inspiration, like, for wrestling for That's a long awesome. time. And um, I was like, you need to bring him in, you need to bring him in. And I was, I was, not that I had any pull at all, I was just, like, a rookie in his company. Oh, but, but you threw it out there. But, uh, but I was lobbying super hard for him to wrestle uh, Mr. 450. Yep. And, because I was like, dude, that would be a great match. Like, they would tear it up. It wasn't 450, though, was it? No. Nope. It, it was Boz. It was Boz yep. Austin Roberts. Austin Roberts. And a triple threat. Yep. And, uh... It's fun. It. It's actually so, so funny because all those shows, they they never filmed them. Right. I brought my dad's video camera oh, after every show, and I would I would have somebody shoot the shows, and then I would just I have all the like I have like two years worth of no way. CSW footage on my hard drive at <laughs> That's home. That's amazing. Wow, like has never seen the light of day because like they just I would make videos and stuff for them and and yeah like so uh, Sarah's brother and sister they have. They used to be, or still are, used to be really good friends with Boz. Oh, really? Like, uh, like years ago, they even had her brother and myself like, work a security gig. Oh, like, really? Be quote-unquote security, and there was like some rumble, and uh, her brother Joe got involved in it, and he got thrown out the ring. It oh, was, shit. Yeah, but like, we were obviously so much younger. We always loved wrestling, but we never trained, and they just knew him, and I was along for the ride, and I was like, this is really fucking cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. <clears throat> but well, yeah. You're, you're jumping a little forward here, because it sounds to me like Nick owes you $10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no, Daniel Bryan owes he's, me $10. He's responsible for Daniel Bryan getting booked <laughs> a dead show. <laughs> Daniel Bryan pulled the old, hey, I don't got change right now, but uh, I'll get you later. That later never came. Yeah, he's a carny. <laughs> That's great. Because <laughs> he's a carny. But hey, now I got a fun story to, you know, anytime Daniel Bryan owes me 10 bucks. <laughs> you got to meet him now to, yeah. at an autograph sign. That'd be hilarious if he, like... I'll just have him sign 10 bucks, $10 bill. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, and I got a, this freaking 8x10, and I, I remember specifically, it got ruined, so I just threw it out, and now I regret it, because 
like you said, a Brian Danielson, American Dragon, like how cool would that been to still have that yeah, impact? That, yeah. Yeah. But, but that's awesome. That's, I mean, we obviously crossed paths not even knowing it back in the day because I was at those shows, like the CSW shows. I think I wrestled on the, the, the first pre-show match on that show. Okay. Not that you remember that, but... <laughs> no, right. I barely remember I the main event. You know? I know uh, the match, actually. It was me and Kenny Sutra versus Craig Mitchell and Castro. No shit. Yeah. But Castro was... <laughs> Castro used to wrestle as they like forced him to be a Samoan. And his gimmick, his gimmick was... A, he was the New Age Samoan Matu. Wow. And he would, like, paint his face. He's going to be so mad that I'm like... That's <laughs> awesome. should have told us this because the next time I see him coming to the ring... I'm bringing Matu signs. Please. At the next show, I have big old Matu sign. I will die. That would be the best rib. Oh, oh that's God. awesome. Well, thanks for giving us that bit of information. That's, that's great. Definitely going to be jerks and use that... God. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't go down the road of the uh, terrorist gimmick. Um, I don't know if you watch Glow at all. Oh, but like, there's a character on Glow that like her whole story arc of season two was the fact that they made her a terrorist, and she's trying to break free of it, and they yeah. just won't let her. Well, well, it's funny. So they kept trying to get me to do it, trying to get me to do it, and then like Austin Roberts is like, "Hey, so I'm doing this show, the South the Southland show in Lockport." Yeah. He goes, "I know you don't want to do this terrorist thing, but could I talk you into doing it for one night only?" And I was like. He's like, hear me out. I don't, if you, I don't know if you remember Chris Sater or Sater Mania. He was the guy that was like friends with Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, yes, yeah, I do he, remember he was this. Like this chubby Polish dude. That yeah, come out and like, yes, he, he did a he did a show for Boz. Yeah, he yeah. he wrestled on all the shows. Yeah, and um, he's like, I want you to wrestle Sater as like the the terror. He gave me a whole name. It was like Sheikh Abdul or something something like, and I was like, all right, Rob, for you, I'll do it. Yeah. So I did it. And I, I hate to admit that it was some of the most fun I've ever had. That's awesome. Because they had to, they were like, you got to cut a promo. And I was like, all right. And, I, you know, it was just like, oh, you stupid American scum. <laughs> like, just like, you know, over the Yeah, top, real like, heel, obviously. And uh, and he came out as, like, Hulk Hogan. And we, like, we, we basically just had a street fight. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even, like, planned that way. But we just brawled all over the building. I took, like, a backdrop on the floor. I did, like, a flip off of this, like, little balcony onto him. And then, like... Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Then, it, he, then it, he hulked up and then... The I was saying, I bet there. the crowd ate it up, though. Oh, they did. They because did. that's, like, Marka versus the terrorists. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. But that one and done. But it was it, I had to chime that one in. Because I was trying to think of specifically something that, like, a uh, promoter had said to me that was shitty. Uh, I mean, I had a couple... I, there was a couple that I could think of, but that was, like... Just like it, it was, it would have been way too much to try to explain no, in a tweet. This, right. one, this one was like one sentence. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very hit the nail on the head. So hit us with the other one. What was another one that should be that a promoter said? Since since you're not limited to characters. Oh, uh, so there was one time. It was uh, it was me, me and Craig Mitchell and like his girlfriend at the time, and I think somebody else. We were driving to the show in Indiana, and we were probably. 30 minutes from the venue and my car just dies oh, on the oh. side of the highway oh. and it like it just it just wouldn't start and then I'm like okay so I called the promoter I'm like hey just letting you know my car is dead on the side of the highway I'm like 30 minutes away from the venue like you know could we, could we figure something out could you get yeah. someone to come get us and he's like hold on I'll call you back and then I wait like an hour and then he calls oh, me shit. back and he's like alright uh we're trying to find you guys a ride. 
I was like, dude, I was like, I will leave my car here. Right. Just like, it will come to the show and then I'll worry about getting home like afterwards. And he's like, okay, hold on. And, he, and he's like, I'll call you back. And then <laughs> 10 minutes go by and he calls me back and goes, well, I'm stumped. And I was like, you're stumped? I was like, what do you mean you're stumped? And he's like, honestly, I can't get anybody to come pick you up. And I was like, Dude, get in your car right. and come get us yourself. And he goes, oh, my wife took the car and I have no, you know, I'm sorry, dude. Like, there's nothing I can do. And I'm like, holy shit. Wow. I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, bye. Wow. And, on him. and then I was able to like, I was like, well, let me try to start the car again. Like, so like, I got it to start, but it was like dying. It was starting to die, starting to die. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I was able to get it off the highway. We just took the next exit and I just parked it at a gas station yeah. that was on the side of the road, like in some, some town somewhere. And, uh, and then I called my dad and was like, the car's dead. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. And he's just like, uh, and I was trying to think of like who I could call. And then like, I called, uh, one of my friends, uh, uh he used to be my friend. Um, uh, he was another wrestler okay. and uh, he lived, he lives in, uh, like or he lived in Hobart, Indiana, which is like closer to Chicago. Right. But this show was like <clears throat> near Indianapolis, I, oh. I think, or no, not that, maybe not that far. It was probably like a two hour hour and a half two hour drive for him right uh and i was like dude if you can come get us like and like pick me up or pick us up and take us home like i'll give you we'll give you all yeah. this money like and uh he did he came and picked us up nice. like, we went back home we went back to hobart ate at applebee's and then we went and then he applebee's. took us home yeah applebee's is the best <laughs> and then i just left my car there in like southern indiana somewhere and then uh we i i gave the uh the guy who ran the gas station, my number, and I was like, call me tomorrow, and then, like, right, and then I'll, like, you know, we'll figure out the the, the tow truck situation, and we got it, t- got it towed back home, and it was a, wow. a lot of money. I was say, that probably was not cheap. Yeah. By no means. And then I had to get a new engine for the car, which I, at that point, like, it was, like, a 96 Buick. Nice. Like, I should have <laughs> just, like, I should have just let it die. Let it and, go, like, right. I just buy a new car, but I didn't, and I... That would have been so easy. Yeah, but that's another story. Like, just promoter being like, oh, well, I'm stumped. Like, right. wow. But that, that's really shitty. Like, what do you mean I'm stumped? Like, like you said, get in the freaking car and come yeah, get him. Yeah, that was, that was very angry. I getcha, I getcha. <laughs> well, you know, you, you told that, like, when we talked uh, last time with uh, Charlie Gringo Loco, uh, something that we obviously wanted to hear from him was his story. You know, he had that heart oh, condition yeah. that... I mean, I don't, even want, I don't even want to call it an injury because that's, you know, that's a heart condition. Right. Um, you know, I don't want to say obviously, but it seems like you've never dealt with anything that serious. But has there ever been something that's really, like, made you... Has there anything ever happened in the ring or you're all training that's made you think, like, whoa, like, is this even worth it anymore? Like, have you ever gotten anywhere near, like, injury um, type? Any scares? So I recently... Not recently. It was, like, it was last November... Uh, I hurt myself, I hurt my shoulder, uh, funny enough, take, taking a stunner. Like, I took a stunner. It was like a springboard stunner, okay. like I did. And the way I, I sold it, I went, like, I threw my arms down, and my shoulders went, and just popped right out. And I'm like, ugh. So I, like, Mid-match? I, yeah, it was, well, it was a finish, at least. Oh, okay, well, yeah, at least. Yeah. And, uh, and then, like, after Oof. after he pinned me, I was, like, I popped it back in. I, oh, I rolled over, and it popped back in, and hmm. it hurt so bad. And then it was just like really sore, and I was like, "Man, like," and I remember like it, I had Eddie Kingston in my car with me that that weekend. And he was like, "Oh, he's like uh, he's and he had like this like, um, like icy hot rug or something." So I just 
all over it. It was like, oh, like, oh, it feels better already. And then the next day, it was like I couldn't move my oh. arm at all. I was like, oh, like, and um, and then I just never went to the doctor for it. But like, and I, like <laughs> now it just clicks every time I do every, this. Like I think so many shows now where it, like it just like I'll, something will happen and it'll stick, oh, or like I'll it'll pop out again. Like uh, it actually happened. It happened in the match at Freelance when when we wrestled. Um, Cannon and Ethan Page. Okay, yeah. When I was I was on the ropes and can or Page came and like hit me from behind or jumped on me and it just went and popped oh. it out and I'm like for the next couple of minutes I'm like wrestling with one <laughs> arm and then like he did something he slammed me and it popped back in and I was like oh okay like I'm back like shit so it, it and thankfully it hasn't it hasn't been like acting up like I feel like it's it's been getting better mm-hmm. or it, it's gotten better like I feel like I have like. You know, it doesn't hurt at all. Right. Um, but I did hurt it, like, over the weekend. <laughs> my my brother, my brother, uh, he went to throw something to me, and I went to go reach and get it, and I, I just it overextended, and it was like, oh, like, you it got, really hurt. You got that like, feeling. got that feeling, and then, like, my fingers started going numb, and I was oh. like, oh, this is, this is going to be something that I need to take right. a look at. So I'm afraid to go get it looked at, so it, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. So don't you'll know. deal with it when you get across that bridge. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think when it gets hurt again, I'll go. <laughs> I think I think all it is is um, when I dislocated it, it probably like pinched like a, a nerve ending or something. Yeah. That, like that's why it's so sensitive, like to like to like falling on it or something, or or, or maybe it's something really bad. Who knows? <laughs> I get you. But I have insurance now, so I can. I can hey, there you go. Okay, man. God bless that. Um, you know. Once again, talking about that that fine line between a wrestler and promoter, and you know, as a wrestler, I'm sure you got to be you got to be protected from yourself at times because you could probably hurt, and you're like, I'm good, I'm good, I can keep going. Mm. But what about as a promoter, if you see someone else on the, you know, one of the guys that you booked get out there and get hurt, like how do you handle that? Protect them from themselves. I mean, I don't want to bring up. Freelance Stranger Things. Oh man, that was a very strange show. That. Uh, I'll be completely honest, like, that night, like, traumatized me yeah. to the point where I was like, this is the last freelance show. I was like, I was like, I was traumatized. No, it, that, it, it was, it was bad. Uh, one of the instances landed right in front of us. Oh, and there was just, yeah. Yeah. I, see, yeah, it, it's, it's, well, it's not funny. I was like, I, I mean, in retrospect, I never, I, never, I, never, I didn't, I didn't even see that one happen. Oh, yeah. When, no, it was at our feet. When, because I was in the, and I was changing. <laughs> oh, okay. And, uh, oh. I, I think I just wrestled right before that maybe okay. I, I remember but I was like changing and, and then like somebody came in and we're like dude monkey's unconscious like they're calling another ambulance and I'm like ha 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 good, good joke <laughs> good guys. one <laughs> and they're like no it's serious I was like yeah great but like I mean like both of them like I had I in my life I had never dealt with like an ambulance call before right. or at least like one that I'm like the one responsible or the one in charge basically. well right like so take us through that kind of process like what goes through your head like uh it was just like I didn't know what to do, and like thank God, like I had like thank God Cannon was there, yeah, because he he just took the reins and was, was just really like cool. okay. he was like listen, this is what you need to do. He came to me, he's like this is what we got to do, you know, like that's why like that match ended up turning into a tag match later in the night. He's yeah, like, we'll just have them wrestle a tag match, like have them go back now, and we'll. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do this. <laughs> like I I just wasn't like my right. brain was not working. Of course, especially when I like somebody I remember hearing somebody be like. Yo, like Jossie, the kid that got knocked yeah, out yeah. the first one, they were like, yo, like, uh, set him up, sit him up to see if he can, like, sit up. So I went to go, like, move his legs, and the whole crowd was like, 
no. Yeah, and I was just like, oh shit, like it like scared me, and I was like, I was like shaking afterwards. And, the like, Jossie one that was really scary because he was not moving. Yeah, like I've I've never felt more uncomfortable at a wrestling show, especially during the Jossie like that. And that one was like, that, we can laugh about it now, but like, right. I mean, it's not um, funny, but right. I, I yes. like. I remember like sitting. I was changing to like to get ready, and I, I'm like, man, it's really quiet out there. I'm like, what the hell? And then, and then Stevie walked in. He goes, Yo, Jossie's dead. And I was like, <laughs> Classic Stevie. I'm like, what? And I like, I walk out, and I, the lights are on, and like he's just laying motionless in the ring. And I'm like, oh shit. And then yeah. they're like, you need to go down there. And I was like. Yeah, I do, and I just like because I was already in gear, right? And, like I had no shoes on, so I just put my shorts on and ran down there, and I was just like, like freaking out, and then like I'm calling the ambulance, like and they came, and then like I I went downstairs with them to, to the ambulance, and then like we had to figure out where he was going, and then I had to relay the information to like the kids that came with him, and then after that, like we were just like, okay, let's let's like keep the show going, right. Matt, Matt Cage came out and did a good job of getting the crowd back. Yeah. I think he did a money pit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it just, like, it was hard to, like, keep my head in it after that. Of course. And then, and then when the monkey thing happened, like, thankfully he was, like, he was more okay. Right. And uh, I went down with him and I waited, waited by the ambulance with him and he was good to go. He, like, they didn't take him with. But oh, okay. We, we, knew that, we knew that he was at least alive because he was snoring. I've never experienced that in my life. He fell at our feet. You hit the thump and instant snoring. Like he was out. That's like, crazy. I, I legit. I think it was, maybe it was you that came out like, yo, like he's snoring. Like someone needs to check on him. It, it's. It, but you know what? Uh, um, amongst that that chaos, I guess, like to give it a positive spin. Um, what was really cool to see is how everyone cares about each other. Like, you know, quote unquote, the boys in the back, like, you know, probably no secret. Uh, I'm sure they're, you know, it seems like they travel a lot together. Ethan Page mm-hmm. and Monkey. Like, Page got himself out of that match immediately just to go check on him. Like, you can just see everyone, like, was caring about everyone. And, you know, that's that's something special because I'm sure you don't find that in every locker room where everyone just gives a shit about yeah, each other. I, I think that's the, that's the one... Um... The one good thing I love about well, the one good thing, but like one of like one of my favorite things about freelance is that like the the, the locker room is just so like like welcoming and right. and everyone's like for the most part everyone's really cool with each other like there's no like no real beefs right um you know and just and like you said like everyone's kind of, it is kind of like a family even right. even when people that come in mm-hmm. that aren't like always there like they're always welcomed and like just become part of us, you know? Right, right. No, and I, and I can attest to that, like, uh, you know, and it's, once in a while, I'll, I'll help you all, you ask if I can pick someone up mm-hmm. for you, and I'll do that, and then I'll just, you know, be in the, because it's an hour from showtime or whatever, and I'll be in there, and just people just come up and say hi to me, like, I have anything to do with anything, <laughs> but they're just nice and polite, man, like, everyone's, like, wrestlers, you know, they come in and just everyone's so cool and down to earth, man. You gotta, it's gotta be awesome to work with people like that who, who respect the business and are just appreciative of the shot that you're giving them. It is. It makes it makes it makes <laughs> it more enjoyable, right? And, and it makes makes me happy. It makes me happy that I have good people working for me, putting on shows for all the good people that come to watch it. So yeah, yeah, for sure. What's uh, what's the dream match for Mendix? Oh man. <laughs> 
Well, I recently tweeted a list of people that I was like, these are oh. people that I want to that I want to wrestle. Okay. And uh, actually, I'll, I'll pull it up and we'll nice. We can read off of it. I mean, it's like I wouldn't say like specifically like dream matches. Right. I mean, if we're talking dream matches, you know, if somebody booked me and Terry Funk tomorrow, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, you I w- sure about that? <laughs> I would love. I don't, I, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. I, I wish mean, I could do a Terry Funk impersonation. I love when they do those. Well, Jim Ross is great at it. Oh well, yeah. Well, you're she there, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just very like, oh, God, he's he's great. I would love to wrestle Terry Funk. I would love to wrestle uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Oof. Um, what a legend. I would love to wrestle Chris Jericho. Like that. That's that, like it's funny. Like I think about like, oh, I'd love to wrestle. You know. John Cena, like it's fine, like that. That's like, great. It'd be, but... That'd be cool, but like, I mean, and he's one of the best performers, like yeah, to, yeah. to ever wrestle, I think. Um, but I'm like, I don't know if like, like I don't think that it would be a good match. Like I don't think I, would, <laughs> I don't think I would be able to like to 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 do like, styles you know, clashing. Yeah, like, I just think it would. It, it's not something that people would want to see. You know, not that people are like going to be paying money to see me anyway. But like, um, but I just think like Chris Jericho is the one person that I'm like. He's one. He's he's the one person that I think that he's so good enough that he can make me look good. Well, I mean, you know? not once again, not selling yourself short, but I mean, he could. I think he can make anybody look good. Right. I think he's just such a pro, man. Like yeah, and yeah. and he's just he's one of my favorites of all time. Like yeah, same here. What a career he made for himself. Like I remember some back in the ECW days, and now it's like wild. He's he's the man. He's he literally is like the man. No, I mean. Listen, he got. He's still in with WWE, and he's doing New Japan stuff. It's yeah, just, he's a he's a champion in, in New yeah, Japan. He is a champion. But what was that list? I see you pulled it up. Uh, so this is just kind of like a this is like a quick list that I, yeah, yeah. I came up with of people that I would want to work with one on one because a couple of these people I, I have wrestled before, um, and it goes uh, Jeff Cobb, Josh Briggs, Brody King, Big Boys, Jimmy Havoc, nice. Joey Janela, uh, Jordan Grace, nice MJF, uh, Eddie, De- Eddie Dennis, who's uh, is a progress guy. Okay. Uh, Chuck Mambo, who's another progress dude. Uh, Kurt Stallion. I love uh, Kurt. Mance Warner, uh, Ethan Page, David Starr, <laughs> Isaiah Velasquez. Nice. DJ Z. Uh, Josh Alexander. The walking a weapon. And Pete Dunn. Nice. The Bruiser. That's, that's a good list, man. It'd be, yeah. and, and, and it's like, some of these, you know, are, are possible ones to have, that can happen. Some Book of yourself for his page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. I mean, it could happen. Granted, all of them are possible. Like, of course. If I, if I, you know, look it for myself. But yeah. Like, but I feel like a lot of those matches are like, those are like are high profile names that like, I want I would. I want to earn that right to be oh, no, I get you. people. You know, I don't want to be, yeah. just be like, yeah, I booked myself to wrestle this guy, <laughs> and that's cool. Like, I can do that, and people people probably wouldn't care. But right. like, to me personally, I want I want somebody else to see. You have the respect for the business to, to see value in me enough to be like, oh, I want to book Matt Nix versus you know Jeff Cobb because right. I think that would, would draw people into my show. Right. Uh, yeah. And if that you know if that day mm-hmm. comes, that'd be cool. You know? It's awesome. And uh, I, I got to tell you, I mean, the 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 uh, the Page Cannon versus uh, Four Star Heroes, dude, that was a great match. That was really entertaining. Thank you. That was that's one of my favorite matches I've ever had. Like, I mean, yeah. two great pros. Like those guys, you know, are around forever. Like, 
it was it was awesome to be to be in the ring with those guys. You yeah. know. Okay, that's cool. And uh, I like the you versus Isaiah. So I think that'd be. I think you guys will work really well together. We. It's funny. We we wrestled once in two thousand eleven. Oh wow. And I watched the match back recently, and it, it like <laughs> like Isaiah's has always been good. Like he, yeah. He actually he kind of helped train me a little okay. bit, like because he would show up to, to practices with us, and you know he had a hand in, in us, and uh, he's always been good, but. Me in 2011, not so much. So like the match, the match wasn't like the best match, but um, he there's a I gotta I have to find the clip and show it to you guys of him hitting the hammer of dawn on me. Yeah. Because it just looks like he breaks my neck, and you see the ring announcer standing on the outside of the ring, and he's just like, "Holy shit!" Like he like jumps around because he thought he think he thought I was dead. Wow. And uh, it's a great clip, and. Um, but then we wrestled last year at an Anarchy Pro Show in Berwyn. That, oh, like, nice. There was no one there for this this match. Oh. But I was like, yo, let's have a fun match. Because, like, I haven't wrestled you in forever. And, yeah. like, I think we had a pretty fun match. Nice. And, uh, you know, I'd love to do it again. Right on. I think uh, he's... And just being able to work with him will only make me better, so... Well, luckily there's a, there's a, a few shows in town, so maybe uh, someone will make it happen. If not, so. if not yourself. <laughs> Um, so we threw out on, uh, on on Twitter and also on uh, on Facebook uh, that we were going to be having a conversation with you mm-hmm. and uh, ask for some questions. Uh, we had a few wise guys that jumped in and, and uh, threw out some things like, who's your daddy and what does he do? That's from Caleb. Uh, my daddy is uh, an electrician, <laughs> and he works at the McCormick Place. There you go. There you go. All right, All right Caleb, you uh, got your answer. My other daddy, Caleb, is, is a referee and promoter in Chicago, so... <laughs> Um, but but our buddies at Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast, ah, uh, they ask, what are two measurable goals you want to accomplish in the second half of the year? That's a really good question. Um, well, that so that 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 list of people that I tweeted out of people right. I want to wrestle. Uh, I the original draft of that tweet was going to say these are people that I want to wrestle by the end of the year. Okay. But I kind of just cut it down so it's like, yeah, these are people that I want to wrestle. Right. Right. But, that thought is still, you know, still there. Like these are like I want to have more uh, higher profile singles matches. I think, um, you know, not just in freelance, but like elsewhere as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because a lot of places, like I've, I've just been like putting like scrambles or tag matches and stuff. And that's great. Like I love doing those. Um, but I think like doing doing bigger singles matches will be like more beneficial for my career. Of course. Um, so that would be one. I think as uh, a goal and. Another one would just be to to be able to travel internationally again before the end of the year, whether it be Mexico or the UK. Right. Um, I mean, I, I wrestle in Canada like every month, but uh, that doesn't count. <laughs> it does, but it doesn't. So, hey, that's international, right? Yeah, it is, you, you, you need your passport. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> no, yeah. that, that's what's up. Do you have another question from them? Or? Those were the questions from okay. the wise guys. Well, before we let you go, I have at least two questions. One... Explain the jacket to me and where did this come from? <laughs> what is this? And um, I saw you all have an old, you have a home and away jacket. I, yeah, that's actually funny. I, I didn't think about that. So, I, I don't know if it's home and away, but you have two very colors. Uh, so the jacket I uh, I found at a thrift store. I would have never just, guessed that. Just ran on, on a whim. Like I was there, I don't remember, it was a couple of years ago. And like, because I, I always go to thrift stores because I love them. You always find case in point so many interesting things yeah yeah um i saw it and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna need this for but i'm gonna need it one day and i bought it 
and then recent like recently I was um, you know <clears throat> talking with Stevie obviously like he's you know my, one of my best friends and sounds like it right we uh, you know we travel a lot together so we're in the car a lot we're, we we talk about life and wrestling and just like you know ways to make it better and ways that it is terrible but of course um, you know I'm I, sure those are fantastic conversations they're, they're a lot of fun <laughs> and, and depressing sometimes but, um we were talking about just like I, I, we were talking about me and like I was like I wanted I was like I need to like do something to like n- brand myself in a way you know like I was like I, I was like I, I look at the way Stevie is I was like he's like he's got his thing all figured out he's right. got the mirror he's got you know I mean he's a good looking dude right you know he's in great shape um, it, it all just comes together into like what he is right and I was like and you don't I was like you don't need to do anything really not that like that's that's a you know good thing but like you know it's 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 better to it's a better way to connect with the crowd like he's just like his character is so like polarizing that yeah like, the crowd is gonna like lose their minds for him whether he's like w- walking a tightrope or doing like 10 arm drags in a hurricane rana you know like right, it's right. it's all about like you know just connecting and i was like i need to find my thing to connect with people because like I can go out there and do crazy moonsaults to the outside, but, like, people are going to be like, oh, that was cool. Uh, <laughs> we saw that in, like, two other matches, but, you know, that's fine. <laughs> God um, damn it, everyone doing their goddamn flips. And uh, so, like, I, I, and it's been hard. Like, it's hard for me to, like, think about that because like, you, you just don't know what's going to work until right. you try it. And I was like, I, I, I think I'm going to play with this, like, jacket that I have. And because uh, I was cleaning out my closet and I found it in there. And I was like, I forgot about this thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just started using it on shows and, like, um, you know, people were just like, oh, that jacket's cool. Like, and then I started doing more stuff with it. Like, I haven't done it at Freelance yet, mm-hmm. but I, I did, uh, um, at, like, other companies, I've done it where, like, I, you know, I, you know, start the match, where I'm like, oh, the guy, and he, like, throws me down or whatever, and then I'm like, oh, like, weak little, you know, asshole. Right. And I go, I'm like, okay, I go grab the jacket, I put the jacket on, and then I just start, like, vibrating, and I'm like, whoa, like, I'm charging <laughs> up. And then he could, the guy comes back over to me, and I'm like, Rrr! like I'm a super. You hulk up. Yeah, it's like my superpower. That's awesome. And like, like the, every time I've done it, like people are just like, oh, like because it's like it's goofy and it's fun, like and people. But are just people like, love it. Yeah, people it up. it's entertaining. That's and exactly. At the end of the day, like that's what people are coming to see. You know, that's obviously, fun. if you're coming to a wrestling show, you're coming to see great wrestling as well. Yeah. And you know, there's because I think about it this way. Um, when I was like, so the last Evolve show was in Chicago. We did yeah. the match with um, uh, the guys from Wildcat. Right. And uh, we were talking it over, and I was like, honestly, guys, I was like, this is the way we should do this. Is like, I think we should try to get our characters over more and do more fun stuff. I was like, because any cool wrestling that we could do, there's probably five or six of the guys on this show that could do it better. Right. And I think, I think we need to do something different to stand out. Yeah, that's like, smart. People like, be like, oh, like, I remember that, like, that guy with the jacket was funny, like, right. you know, even if they don't know my name, they remember the jacket. And yeah, yeah. So. Something stands out. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of where that came from, and, you know, now I'm just kind of like, I'm still, like, I'm still trying to figure things out with it, and yeah. like, make it my own, and, uh, and that's funny, like, at the last time we were at Super Kick in, in Toronto, okay. uh, we went out to eat afterwards, and there was some guy that was just there, some fan, he was just like, Hey, like thanks, thanks again, guys, for doing the crazy show. It was awesome. Like, appreciate it. And he's like, and you? And he points at me, and he's like, I have the exact same jacket at home. And I was <laughs> that's like, really? crazy. He's like, yeah. I was like, like that's awesome. And he goes, yeah. He's like, dude, do you want it? And I was like, 
what? And he's like, yeah, he's like, you can have it if you want. He's, and I was like, sure. And he goes, cool. He's like, I live like a block away. Hold on one second. He runs home. Come on. Gets the jacket, comes back with it. And I, like, I tried to give him money, and he's like, dude, no. He goes, if it's for your wrestling character, he's like, you can have it. And I was like, thank you. And it literally is the exact same jacket, except instead of it being purple, the purple is silver. Okay, yeah, so yeah. So it's like, like you said, like in a home and away jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, wow. So, like, and it's funny, like, when, when me and Stevie tag uh, in places, like, it, we have the best tag team name in the world. Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Nicks. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and we come out to Edge of 17 by Stevie Nicks. Nice. And um, we, I just got matching gear. He has, like, a, a purple and, and white gear made. Oh, okay, nice. That, and I got, a like, long tights that match it, like, the same design almost. Dope. And, um... So we match, and then I was like, "Yo, I'll wear the purple jacket. You wear the silver jacket." So we're like, a real team. That's and, cool. And it looks it looks awesome, and you know. Nice. I'd like to check that out. I'd like to see that. That's dope. Um, yeah, that jacket. It's that's. I don't even know what it is, but it's something else. It's something else. That's yeah, I mean, exactly but but you know what? It's it's doing its job because people are noticing, and uh, it's it's good good for you. And uh, the last question I had for you uh, was. More uh, like as a promoter, uh, and how you deal with. Uh, obviously, you know we've been talking this whole time. You know, freelance wrestling, uh, big names have come through. How do you deal with like when someone leaves for that quote unquote the next level? Like, you know, you had Mustafa Ali and now Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. You know, like how does that go? Like when you're losing them, like obviously you're ecstatic for them. Like, oh yeah. Like I can't even imagine. You know, me, that I don't even know those two. I just know them from watching them wrestle. Like, it felt like, man, it felt like, quote, unquote, our friend made it. But those are, like, your actual friends. Yeah. But also, like, on the promoter side, like, how, like, do you think, like, shit, now how am I going to fill this void? Like, how does that Well, the, walk me through that? The lucky thing for us, at least, was that, you know, Ali is probably one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. And, uh... You know, he was he was so good that he was able to, to bring the best out of people that he worked with. Yeah. And, you know, Isaiah's already being so good. He brought even more of out course. of Isaiah's. Working with GPA, he mm-hmm. brought even more out of GPA. And, you know, just everybody he, he worked with, made, he made them better. So, yeah. like, when he was ready to leave, he elevated those other guys sure. to be able to be, like, in that spot where he... Yeah. yeah you know, and he kind of, like... You know, whether, whether he did it intentionally or not, he helped cultivate the next crop of dudes that were going to be, like, the top guys. For right. Parents. No, that's, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it, was, it was really cool. I'm super happy for his success that he's been having. Oh, absolutely, man. And uh, I, I, I remember that, you know, his final show, and he was like, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I, I may be fired and back here one year from now. <laughs> I know it's been like two years now. And, yeah. you know, he's, he's killing him. And he's, you know, I, I still have not watched last night's episode. But, I mean, I know he's doing big things on 205. And, it's, and it really seems like uh, whoever's got control of 205 uh, really believes in him. Because it looks like they give him a lot of uh, freedom in his, you know, what he does and doesn't do in the ring. And, you know, it's, you know, he, he's, he's really making things happen. That, that that's great, and obviously you know had uh, Ruby Riot. She mm-hmm. was uh, another alum, freelance alum. Sally Stitches. Sally Stitches, yeah. <laughs> under the I remember the last match, finally took off the mask. <laughs> yeah. But but that's what's up, man. So you know you 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 guys are definitely doing big things, and you know 
I don't want to say exclusively produced, but I mean, you know, they were very big in what you guys are doing, and it's a testament to freelance wrestling and what you guys are doing, man. So, like I've told you before, don't don't cut yourself short. You know what you guys are doing is, uh, you know, as as speaking as fans, we love it. You know, we try not to. I don't think I've missed a show. I think I know I missed one show this year, but that was just because of my father's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but then, with. <laughs> yeah, I, I've 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 brought family before that, and I've talked about the last one, so I won't go into detail. But uh, that don't like wrestling, mm-hmm. but they lost the bet to me, so they had to go to a wrestling show. <laughs> and uh, although although they haven't been back, the one thing my one cousin did say, he said, he goes that shit was wildly entertaining, and th- that's what it is. He's just like it was it was not what I expected. Because he's a dumb meathead. And so he was like, oh, wrestling, blah, 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 wrestling this, wrestling that. She's like, it was wildly entertaining. It was, it was, you know, and that's from someone who's not even a fan and they can appreciate it. And that's like, that's the one thing when I when I talk to to people that aren't wrestling fans, I go, I go, listen, like, my like my shows, I was like, I feel like to me, they're like, they're, they're, they're shows that like wrestling fans love. Of course. I was like, but I, they're wrestling shows for fans that aren't fans of pro wrestling. Because you can come here and you can be just engulfed in this atmosphere yeah. that, like, you know, you'll see, like, these dudes doing crazy athletic things. You'll see a lot of great comedy. There's a lot of drama. Like, you know, you don't have to be a fan of wrestling to enjoy yourselves at one of our shows right. because it's just such a, a fun, welcoming atmosphere. Or even on the other hand, you know, people who just strictly watch WWE and, like, you know, turn their nose maybe to indies. You know, at, uh, at the last Freelance Underground show, had my buddy Rolling Rick come through, and um, he was just like, he was loving it. He was losing his mind, and he was just like, I'm never missing a show again. He's like, I'm coming to all the shows with you guys from now on. Nice. And like, he just, because all, all he knew was WWE, but, you know, he was worried, like, he's like, oh, I don't really, not going to know anyone on the shows. He loved it. He's like, I'm never missing a show again. Yes, he blew his mind. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you know that's that's another thing. You know, all you guys do not just yourself, but you know, all you guys that, and ladies who who uh, put it put it out there in the ring. But uh, you got any uh, closing remarks, maybe, or anything no. you wanna you wanna plug or promote? Yeah, get your socials in. Uh, you know, social media. So, and, you know, let us know where you are on social media. Where freelance is. Uh. Well, I mean. My Twitter is the Matt Nix, T H E M A T T K N I C K S. Um, Instagram is just Matt Nix. Um, freelance is at Freelance Rest W R E S, which I hated at first, but I've kind of <laughs> I've come to come to love it. But um, Freelance Wrestling on YouTube, where we we put we haven't posted a lot of stuff lately, but we're gonna we're gonna start pumping out more media and stuff just because. Nice. We need to. <laughs> uh, and I actually, I do my own podcast as well, right. uh, titled The Matt Nick Show. Very clever. Um, you can listen to that on iTunes and uh, YouTube if you look at The Matt Nick Show. I also, I also do a vlog as well. Okay. I, haven't in a, I haven't in a while. But I was going to say, I, I know about The Matt Nick Show. I didn't know about the vlog. The vlog, yeah. I did a, I did a couple, a couple like, like a year or two ago. Okay. And then... Uh, I stopped for a while, and then I, when I when I went over to the UK last August, I did a, an entire vlog, a couple of vlog videos nice. uh, about my trip there, and then our trips to Mexico. I, I did a vlog for, and then a couple other shows, nice. you know, around the, around the US as well. And 
uh, been really busy and haven't had a chance to do it again, but I'm going to start doing it again because okay. it's, it's fun. It's fun for me. For sure. Um, it's just hard to like remember. Like something cool is happening. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And it's like, oh, I probably should film this for my thing. Yeah, gotta, yeah. I got to get more clever at that. But uh, but the yeah, it's the Matt Nick Show on YouTube and uh, iTunes. And on Twitter, it's at... The M. Nick's show. Yeah, that one's a little confusing. I got you. But. No, we'll, we'll, we'll get them all out there also. And I know the last guest was uh, James from uh, Freelance mm-hmm. on the Ground. Yeah, that was a Camioni. Fun one. Nice, nice. And let's not forget that Freelance is uh-huh. on Powerbomb TV. Yes. Right? Uh, okay, right. <laughs> Powerbomb TV. Uh, we have our entire back catalog on there, uh, as well as like live streams of our shows. Uh, if you sign up now with the promo code Freelance, you get 20 day or was it 20 days free? I believe so. I think it's 20 days. Maybe. You um, get a few free days. You get, you get some free days. Check it out. Everyone loves free. Um, for, and for someone who, who came in uh, kind of uh, late, too, I, I, I haven't missed a show in, in probably about a year and a half. Uh, but I, I need to go back and watch all the all the old stuff. The history of it. The, the first couple of shows are so much fun. Like, I, I still think, uh, like, the second show is Hobo with a Shotgun Dropkick. And uh, that's like one of my favorite shows, like still. Nice. So, so, uh, so for someone who wasn't there for the beginning, what's a match that you would say, hey, you got to check out this freelance match? Okay, uh, it's funny because I was just watching this recently. I think it's on that show. Okay. Um, Craig Mitchell versus Isaiah Velasquez, which was Isaiah's debut. Oh, okay. Oh, and uh, it was awesome. It was a great match, and I, I watched it like. Like not that long ago, and I was like, "Man, this still holds up." I'll say, like, still holds up. Huh? I was like, "This is still really good," um, and it's so funny just to see like the people that are like the mainstays now, yeah. like when they first started. Like, like when Stevie when Stevie started in freelance, he was like, like Kenny Sutra was like the leader of a faction. It was Kenny Sutra, Stevie Fierce, and Rob Matter, and like they were his lackeys. Nice. And then now look look at look at right. Stevie is <laughs> like the top guy, you know? It's, right. It's just funny to see how things progress, you know? Right. Rob doesn't wrestle anymore, does he? No, he or... stopped wrestling. He went back to school and okay. uh, he uh I think he wrote a play. They were Beauty well. and the Beast, weren't they? Yeah. Rob and Stevie. Right. Right on. All right man, well unless you got anything else you want to plug or throw out there, uh you know, I appreciate you coming out. Thank you for uh to La Cochinita for the tacos. Yeah. I hope yeah. you enjoyed them. They were. I got to finish this last one. <laughs> so he was too polite. He didn't want to mm. He didn't want to be a slob like us and eat one talk at the same time. I'm going to worship that. <laughs> <laughs> he said with a mouthful of taco. Al Pastor. Mm-hmm. D-Ray, in case you were wondering. But, uh, but yeah, man. Like I said, thanks again. And uh, you know, uh, you keep bringing the funk and we'll keep bringing the noise, like I like to say. You know, we're, we're always going to be out there supporting, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, man. So, uh, but yeah, guys, that that was it. This was uh, your boy, Hank. Hank312 on Twitter. Incidental Nerd. And uh, the Mad Knicks. Thanks. T- tell a friend. Share this shit. Thanks. <laughs>